Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out MariaMenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Did you watch the show at all last night? I didn't. What happened? I didn't watch it. Oh. Do we got it now? Oh, we'll go with that one too. Oh well. What are we covering? Yep. Well, either way, I'm just gonna wing it. Wow, what a show last night! UFC 196. A lot of people were talking already, talking maybe one of the most highest. Uh, pay-per-view gates of all time, or pay-per-view buys of all time. Certainly a good gate, and uh, where's the damn notes? Good gate and uh, and box office. But almost good. just under fifteen thousand there. But good lord, eight point one million. What? What an event! Mm-hmm. Just still people talking to the second. But well, we're gonna. What, what event are we talking about? By the you, way, I, I said UFC one ninety six. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. What happened in that in that show? A lot. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're we're here to talk about it here at the UFC After Show here on Afterbus TV, the After Show Network. I am George Hermosa, and uh, I look a little tall. Uh, I am George Hermosa, and you can find me on Twitter on Instagram at G Hermosa, G H E R M O Z A. And uh, as always, right next to me is my uh, partner in crime. Hi, J Ten Seven One Six. I'm in the chat room. You should join us there as well. Quick shout out to those of us in the chat room: Brandon Clifford. Uh, Tiani Foster, I hope I didn't butcher your name there, and I'm typing something to you right now. And of course, our main corner man, Joe Boza, third man in the uh, third man in the stage, if you will. There, how about that? That's not how bad, about right? it? Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, last night, March 5th, 2016. Uh, obviously, originally it was supposed to be Rafael dos Anjos versus Conor McGregor. For the lightweight, I gotta, it feels weird that you're looking at me and typing. And looking, no, I, I was I know, multitasking. I, saw, I just thought it was weird. Boom, check um, me out now. All those people. By the way, thank I'm you. I'm saying, thank join you, us in the chat room. Whether you're watching us live on YouTube or even listening to us later on, you know, not live on iTunes or SoundCloud, seriously, we truly, truly appreciate you guys listening and watching us. Most of you. Whether it's YouTube is. and iTunes, SoundCloud, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I mean, feel free to hit us up at any time on the Twitter. We're also on Instagram. Feel free to like all our pictures. Lita fan for life. George, we got another pro wrestling crossover going on over here. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. oh, she says, oh, she, I don't know if it's a she or he, but uh, Lita fan for life says, awesome pay-per-view last night. That's what I wanted to ask. Okay, so you mentioned that, and let's just let's jump into this. We'll get this question out mm-hmm. of the way. Um, two huge main event matches, main event and co-main event, one title match. Big matches, which I think are going to be, to me, they're easily match of the year candidates that I think will stand uh, until when we start talking about it in November. Mm-hmm. Now, were those two matches enough for for you to consider this a potential event of the year? No. Because the undercard, yeah, 
See, mi- I, I, mixed bag, right? I think one, uh, UFC 195 was was better as far as just from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, that was, was uh, Robbie Lawler versus Carlos Condit. Right. But we also saw some sweet, impressive victories from uh, Brian Ortega, Abe Trujillo, mm-hmm. Stipe Miocic. So right. um, just to kind of go from top to bottom, I think it was more entertaining from top to bottom yeah. as opposed to UFC 196. I, that I, was I only agree. For, I guess you can say only from top. Yeah, not to the bottom. You there were some some good results. Uh, I think early in the, uh, um, I'm a she. She says, okay, shout out to you there, Lita fan for life. Um, I wonder if that's Daria in uh, in disguise there. <laughs> Maybe. Um, agreed. It's um, I, I think the top two matches. Of course, this is one of the few shows that I can think of where I might argue that those top two matches might qualify it for that. There were some good finishes uh, in the, I want to say, the beginning of the prelims, the early prelims, and mm-hmm. then the early, early prelims, you know, the fight I pass agree. ones. Vitor Miranda looked great. Mm-hmm. And, and, and hell, uh, Jim Miller and Diego Sanchez. I, I, that was a fun fight. I liked good the fight. Ma- exactly, yeah, yeah. So there were, there were some points that delivered, but you did definitely have a lull kind of in terms of match uh, excitement mm-hmm. you know in the undercard of the main card um but that's what fascinates me fascinates me about this show is you know those two matches were that really felt like mm-hmm. one of those huge moments of the year i mean this it's, show. It, especially because it's not too often where we see a championship title fight mm-hmm. not be the main event I don't. So I can't remember the last time that's that that happened. That's kind of how it shows just how big not yeah. only this fight, but essentially Conor McGregor. Let's be real. Um, just yeah. you know the, the hype train. I mean, whether or not he he's you know his record or whatnot, or just, obviously he tapped out. But you know the guy's a moneymaker. Mm-hmm. The first ever guy to ever break a million dollars to to show up. Um, yes, reported purse that yeah. is, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let's get into that fight. The main event, Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz, of course. Mom, get out of here! This was a replacement. This, my- <laughs> this was a replacement. This was uh, not the original main event. Of course, we were right. expecting to see the, for the light heavyweight. I'm sorry, not light heavyweight. Lightweight championship. Conor McGregor moving up. And, uh, you know, obviously, was it 11 days ago? 11, I think 10, 11, 12 10 days 11. ago? Yeah. Just about, yeah. Less than two weeks. Um, you know, enter, enter so Nate much. Diaz. There's still so much to process from the match itself, the setup, mm-hmm. the difference in weight for both of these guys. Um, I still think that you know if if we're really keeping track of um, you know day to day you know day to day going ons of these fighters, mm-hmm. I think there's conversation to have about um, since October and the the IV ban and how they're re- rehydrating themselves, things like that. Um, but uh, like I said, it's there's a lot of context in in this match. Even in the outcome, mm-hmm. there is just as much as going in. You know, going in, you had again two guys, not even of the same weight class themselves, mm-hmm. fighting in a weight class above each other mm-hmm. and, and and above. You know, it's like going into neutral territory. Both guys going into neutral territory. Mm-hmm. You know, um, granted, Nate has fought there in the past. Connor, like I don't think he has. Mm-hmm. But, um, not, yeah, I mean, it would have to be in Ireland or somewhere if, if he did, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case. Um, there is that. There is uh, Nate taking it on the last-minute notice, the fact that it's not a title fight, mm-hmm. and yet still five rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it's another conver- – I mean, here's a case in point. Um, if it's anybody else, any other champion that this happened to, last-minute dropout, um, 
I think that becomes it becomes a non-title match, and it falls to co-main event, mm-hmm. and Holm Tate would have been the main event, and mm-hmm. so this could have been a three-round fight if it was anybody besides McGregor. Yeah. I mean, you know? it's not the first time it's happened, mm-hmm. but definitely the first time in a while, and, and obviously mm-hmm. the UFC is in a different place that it is now that it was back then. Yeah, um, I know. I mean, we're talking early. I know, I know the last time. I don't know if it really counts, but mm-hmm. UFC 100 mm-hmm. actually had John Fitch in the main event. Um, but that was because the, of time, you know, they had time to fill. They're like, it was thrown into the fight. I don't know if a lot of people remember that. Was it a swing match? Was it after the three title matches? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Gosh, I don't Because, I mean, remember seeing two the title show, matches. Right? I know Hendo, uh, Henderson Bisming ended pretty quick. Right. You know, Brock and Mir ended pretty quick. They're like, oh, right. we got a lot of time left. Let's, let's have this match that's on hold, you know? Because I think it was already think, there. Really? It was John Fitch, I want to say, against Paulo Tiago. We can look this up. Quite if frankly. you look at if you look it up on uh, Wikipedia, uh-huh. um, they have it listed that's as what like our, fourth. That's what our chief cornerman is. But there's, Joe like an, but there's like an asterisk, and it said, yeah. you know, this was aired after, or this was. Oh, it aired. I don't know if it aired, but no, no it, it was done after the fight itself. Live? Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah. Joe Boza, go look it up. Tell us what was the sequence of the last three or four matches, UFC 100. We'll be looking in the chat I could, room I here. could be wrong as far as now that you say I'd aired. I'd be surprised because I don't think that they do. I know on other shows like Lead XC when they were doing things on uh, Showtime, they would always have a swing bout, uh, which meant that there was one bout assigned um, that they would either put before the main events, depending on uh, timing, uh, how timing was going, because they had to uh, measure the – Measure the matches for time on the uh, um, See, it says the in televised Wikipedia, portion. This fight was delayed until after the main event. I just don't know if that meant that it was done after the main event or hmm. it was just aired after the main event. But I don't know. Right. E- either way, either way, either way, even before then, we're talking like <laughs> Joe ten, maybe, says maybe over 10 years ago. George is right. I looked it up. All right. I may- said correct it. Maybe over 10 years ago where the main event was no, a championship years. fight. Maybe more. No, it was like 2007 or 8, I think. It wasn't that Roughly early. No, it was nine. like, yeah, it was like 2004, 2005. No, no, no. Guarantee. No, it, UFC 100 was not in no, 2004. No, 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 no. I'm talking, uh, like, not excluding, not, not including this one, the last time it was, like, promoted to be a main event and it wasn't a championship fight, even though there was okay. a championship fight. This was, UFC 100 2009. That's that what I'm July, saying. That yeah. was July 11, 2009. Okay. Um, but before that, obviously, right, obviously it's a little bit different now. Conor McGregor is like the ultimate cash cow for they, the UFC, so they rightfully kept him in so. The main, yeah, they kept him in the main spot specifically for that, obviously. I mean, I do think it's a little a little controversial because it kind of, I don't want to say demean, dem, uh, diminishes, you know, the, the prestige of the championship. But it's also Conor McGregor. It's just from a sporting aspect, it diminishes mm-hmm. it. But at the yeah. same time, they're still selling pay per views. They're still selling yeah. you know tickets to the show. You gotta, you can't have Here's, everybody leave after the Conor McGregor fight and yeah. have half an arena full for for the Misha Tate and Holly Holm fight. Well, you can because it's the title match. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't control people yeah. leaving or not leaving. Um, in this respect, they did obviously by putting Connor in there. But here's what's fascinating, though. Um, do you think that? And I, I should open this up to the chat room as well for their opinion. Um, that said, in some ways, it kind of backfired on them, didn't it? Because their Golden Goose lost in mm-hmm. this case. Mm-hmm. So all of these, um, all of these actions of going out of their way. To whether to appease Connor or you know to to milk him for as much as they could. Um, now has that hurt? Here's the question: Are they going to do that again? Would they do that again with him? Um, has it hurt the 
hurt the luster of the women's uh, bantamweight title. Um, and I'm not sure, I, I don't know that it did necessarily hurt it, but I think that's probably more because of the, the quality of the match itself. I think a lot of it has to do with just the the result of the last two fights and mm-hmm. the quality that, honestly, as far as social media goes and other, other art, uh, websites, and mm-hmm. I, I pretty much didn't even see it get mentioned. Right. It was so irrelevant right. because because of the level of Conor McGregor. And, Which is know. to say that, unfortunately, you can still, like, it, it kind of negates the argument of the title match should always go on uh-huh. at last, you know. Which traditionally, you and I, guys like us, think about it because we're kind of of that mind state uh-huh. that you, you honor the belt. Uh-huh. But yet, here's an example of, the, of opening the door where, well, there's some guys or women where you are going to put them on last because they are the big draw. Mm-hmm. What if Ronda comes back and doesn't have a title match? And Demetrius Johnson or something like that. And, and, yeah. and, and God respect, you know, all mm-hmm. due respect to Demetrius Dimit- sure. Johnson, he's not exactly the cash cow that other champions are. He doesn't or even, or even, Or doesn't even, yeah, like I said, I think he drew like maybe in the 150,000, yeah. which is... It wasn't the lowest, but it was darn close, yeah. unfortunately. Well, let's talk about this fight. Uh, Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. The buildup was there. Uh, real quick, though, I want to say that I want to say the editing team in UFC were probably working overnight mm-hmm. until Nate Diaz inserted himself. And we're like, all right, well, we don't have to do anything. What? They got a press conference coming up? Oh, that should be easy. Right. The promote, the promotion was, like like I said, you, you look at the, the the video packages between the Dos Anjos and Connor and Nate Diaz and, and, and Connor, like... They didn't have to do anything. All it was oh, just, yeah. you know, back and forth. And it was great. It, may, it makes for entertaining buildups, even as Conor Murray thought. Like, I had, Conor said, I had fun, you know, in the buildup to, to this fight. It couldn't have worked out better. It was an upgrade, to mm-hmm. be sure, from going from RDA to uh, to Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, it would have been, I mean, if you had more time, of course, there would have been more opportunity for mm-hmm. a bit more storyline, yeah. more antics and stuff. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Do you think, though, that... This, uh, we kind of got to the point of, of overload or the breaking point of Conor McGregor. We, in some way, we did in the match itself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we've now seen him, even though he's not undefeated, we saw him lose on the big stage. I don't think so, just because at the end of the day, and a lot of people are forgetting about this, he's still the undisputed featherweight champion of UFC. Mm-hmm. You know, so you think ha- that, ha- that still means as much, though? Yeah. It's, it, if it was, if it was one division up, Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, but if it's two divisions up, it's like that's you don't really see many guys fight between a featherweight and welterweight. Back True. To back. True. I think though, what's interesting is um, I think it now unfortunately puts him amidst the pack. Mm-hmm. He's still one of the greats, and obviously probably still the biggest star in the UFC. Mm-hmm. One of two, um, depending on what you want to qualify Ronda if she's in or she's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's now. Just another UFC champion. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the fantastic win over Jose Aldo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Ronda had some fantastic wins amongst the top competition in mm-hmm. her weight class. Um, but everybody gets beat. And it's easy for fans to forget that. Fedor. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Randy comes to mind, although that's not the, the best example, Randy Couture. Because he's had a lot of losses against real tough guys. Um, but... Yeah, Fedor. Who are some of the other guys that looked unstoppable? Anderson Vanderlei, Silva. Vanderlei. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Vanderlei before he uh, went up against uh, Yoshida and and Mark Hunt. I thought I thought uh, George St. Pierre looked unstoppable, and even though he technically mm-hmm. beat Johnny Hendricks, I so did not think that GSP yeah. won that fight. 
But, but, but he, he had lo- been beaten. But he looked beatable at the same time. Yeah. Him. But yeah. even in that last fight, mm-hmm. like a lot of people were already thinking uh, coming out of the fight before he quote unquote retired. Mm-hmm. Like we're like, well, this guy's beatable now. Yeah. Um, I think though that it does. Connor loses a little bit of luster. He's no longer the untouchable. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, that I think a lot of people thought him to be previously. I'm I think. Here. I think had he would have been undefeated. Yeah. Yes. But the fact, and yes, I know he had a 15 fight winning streak. Right. But, you know, it's not his first loss. It's not his second loss either. Right. I'm not qualifying those those two because they were far yeah. far enough back that he's a different fighter mm-hmm. now. Um, here's a case in point. Again, lead a fan of her life says, I ordered it from Misha Holly, mm-hmm. understandable, and to hopefully see Connor lose. Mm-hmm. I ended up enjoying the whole card too, so ordering the event ended up being money very well spent. I agree there, Daryl. I think it's too soon to say. I think we need to look at. What he's going to do next? How mm-hmm. how he does next? Because if he goes out and and personally thinking, I know we're jumping head to to what's next for them. But if he ends up fighting Frankie Edgar next, he and had just better fight Frankie Edgar. And he and he featherweight just, title match. And he just completely destroys Frankie Edgar. I think now that whatever luster that he, that we were saying that he lost, it shines like back on. You know, agreed. Totally. So agreed. I think it's too soon. Twenty four hours is a little too soon to say. Well, he, he you know back to being a fighter. I mean, yes, you know, obviously the immediate reaction is that, but yeah, but we'll there were see. a lot of concessions made for him, being allowed to jump into a weight class that he'd never been in, mm-hmm. at least in the UFC, and go for that title. And you know, people talk about the previous that he's been a title holder, uh, a, a two weight class title holder before. Mm-hmm. He did do that, but he never defended either of them. Mm-hmm. He won the featherweight title, then he won the lightweight title. I think it was Cage Warriors. I know it was a UK mm-hmm. promotion. Um, and then he got signed by the UFC. There is that adage, and I, I believe it to a certain extent, a, a large extent, you're not really a champion until you successfully defend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's an argument to say, well, if you, you beat the champion, then you are the champion. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that successful title defense really establishes you as deserving of that top rank. Yeah. For the rest of history, we'll talk you know? about that a little bit more. Obviously, yeah. Holly Holm. But where did you see? I want to defer to the chat room right quick too. Uh, Tiani Foster says, "Do you think Connor will want a rematch? What do well, you think?" Well, I wanted to talk about that after the fight. Um, so Tiani Foster is asking right now, my friend. <laughs> no, because we're going to get into it. It's and called, she's still in there. It's is there called, a rematch plan for this? Ronda and Holly? See, now you're jumping way ahead. No, but, it's in the chat room. No, I know, but I'm saying like, um, I want to talk about the actual fight. I want to know your opinions of the ah. actual fight as far as where do you think Connor went wrong. Or do you think just he was in over his head? I mean, I have my opinions on on why he lost. Um, but he I looked hear your... good in the first. He won the first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was outboxing uh, Nate for the most part. There, um, he had mentioned himself that you know his not quite his timing, but his uh, his, his measurement or his distance mm-hmm. was off. Um, but uh, you know, Nate's a wily fighter unto himself it's understandable that it would take some time to really measure up mm-hmm. um but he beat nate decisively in that first one mm-hmm. i think the mistake for me i don't even know if i qualified as a mistake but um nate started tagging connor with a couple combos to the head stunned him mm-hmm. and honestly when connor had that look in his face like uh anyway he's got the beard so you you can't quite fully read his face mm-hmm. It, the first thing that jumped into my head is he's playing possum and making fun of Nate like Anderson did to Chris Weidman. Mm-hmm. He's actually clowning on him in mm-hmm. there. And I, I wouldn't put it past Connor, yeah. although that's I also think that's not typically Connor's style mm-hmm. to just fake a guy like that. He's going to talk shit in your face. 
you know, as opposed to playing possum and like, oh, I'm about to go down, psych. Mm-hmm. Um, so watching the seconds after that, realizing, wait, no, Nate actually did really affect him there. Mm-hmm. That was fascinating. And Nate jumped on the opportunity. Um, the Again, I don't know that you call it a, de- a mistake because when Connor's getting tagged up there, he shoots for the takedown, which is kind of a silly thing to do against Nate. But what else are you going to do? I, I mean, mean he, he, obviously, he was. I think it was more out of desperation. Yeah, yeah, you had to do it. Yeah. I mean, whether it's you know, desperation or you have no other choices, you shoot for that takedown. He didn't get it. Nate capitalized on that. Sprawled fantastically. Mm-hmm. Um, got, uh, I think he spun around and got his back and pulled him over. Ended up in the rear naked. It choke. was like a north south at first. That's and was right. Able yeah, to get guillotine. Into the, yeah, guillotine. Um, I, I mean, Connor on the ground versus Nate on the ground. Mm-hmm. I think now between Frankie, uh, I'm sorry, Chad Mendez, the Chad Mendez match with Connor, and mm-hmm. this match clearly. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of saw the same thing with Sage. There's work on the ground to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys may be proficient enough against most opponents, but when you get to that level of ground guy, of a Chad Mendez with the wrestling, or Nate with his submissions. There's, there's, that's an elite level of of ground talent that mm-hmm. you're facing, and you know, there's, uh, there's going to be holes to to fill up there. I saw it as a combination of two things. Yeah. One, obviously, Connor being Connor, you know, not, not I don't want to say he got cocky in, in any single way. I think he okay. fought a great, I think he fought a great fight, but he typically likes to call the shot, and he kind of kept mm-hmm. being persistent with that over with the, the overhead left hook. You know, and if, if it was keep, working, it was the, working. But yeah. if you keep doing it enough, they're they're gonna see right. that. But at the same time, I think it overall came to he was fighting a Nate Diaz, or in in fact, he was fighting a Diaz brother fight. Hmm. Yeah. He won that first round, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that Nate Diaz was out. He was fighting a Nate Diaz fight. He was mm-hmm. striking with them. You know, Nate Diaz. I mean, and, and here's a guy, and both of them for the fact that they don't get finished. They might be may combine right. them. They probably have like. Got finished maybe two or three times between mm-hmm. the two. That, right. That's pretty impressive. And early so, on in. So so in their careers. The fact that yeah, I mean, I know uh, the last time D- Nate Diaz got finished was by Josh Thompson, um, but you know, besides that, um, they don't really get finished. Right. You yeah. know what I mean, and so the longer this fight went, I think it was going to be an advantage Nate Diaz, and he just happened to tag him. Obviously, stand up warfare like Nate, mm-hmm. great boxer, along with his brother Nate. Great on the ground. I mean, I just think he fought a, a Nate Diaz fight. Yeah. And that, that's, I think, that was the biggest flaw. What would have been dangerous, though, I think, is if it had gone to the third round. Let's say we saw mm-hmm. um, a, some combination of the, the striking we saw in the first and the beginning of the second, which you could argue over that period and a half, probably pretty even, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the momentum went in different ways. You tack that on throughout well, all five rounds, right? The way that Nate Diaz, the way that the Diaz brothers open up, and get bloodied up, you know, the biggest criteria, the first primary criteria of judging is damage. Mm -hmm. And to that effect, if Connor keeps looking like Connor did at the end of the match and Nate keeps looking, going in that direction and looking like he does, Mm -hmm. I think Connor walks away with the decision, you know, even if, let's say Connor survives that that rear naked choke Mm -hmm. and then the rest of it is all striking, Mm -hmm. you know, facially. I think Nate ends up losing that one by five round decision. I don't know about that. I mean, we, we saw. We, I can make the same argument for a fight that happened last week, but mm-hmm. initially, which one? Michael Bisping, Anderson Silva. Sure, because okay. Bisping yeah. looked beat up. Like you look True. at damage done, and obviously, yeah. but I mean, yeah, I agree with you, but obviously, that's not the same way that the judges think. Right. So right. They, but they're going to look potential. at yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, but like I said, I, I totally thought it was a Nate Diaz fight. And, and the more the more I saw Nate Diaz connect with those, I guess you can call it like the Stockton slaps. 
think mm-hmm. that's what they're calling him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. was like he kept doing it and he kept hitting him. I mean, that's all it is. And and the fact that Nate Diaz and both of them too. I know I know I speak about Nick a lot, but this is their fight. I mean, the, uh, he no, he didn't have a training camp, but he was like, oh well, I was doing a, a triathlon anyways. Like yeah. he's never going to show up out of shape. Mm-hmm. So. I still will argue that. I mean, I think we saw two fight of the year contenders mm-hmm. and also two. Easily two of the top ten submissions of the year. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that last night. I mean, if you invested in rear naked choke in the yeah. stock market, you would have gotten really, <laughs> really up. Um, but going back to what we were going to talk about, about maybe like a rematch or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, I, I do think that Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor was humbled. I don't think he's going to fight at 155 anytime soon. Right. Maybe not in the next six to nine, ten months. I think he is going to go back down to defend the 145 at UFC 200. He had better. I, you know, firmly feel this. And, and it, it better be against Frankie Edgar. It just makes sense, right? What mm-hmm. else makes sense? He, even though these guys fought at 170, he fought a lightweight. He was supposed to fight a lightweight mm-hmm. for the championship. He ended up fighting the number five contender at lightweight. Granted, it was a di- different weight class, but it was different for Nate as well. Mm-hmm. And he lost to that number five lightweight. I don't think that size and weight necessarily made that much of a difference. One, they were only one pound apart at weigh-ins. They didn't even have to cut weight. Neither, right. neither, neither did Nate. Right. They were basically the same size yeah. weight-wise. I don't know about going into the cage, but at weigh-ins, when it's official, yeah, mm-hmm. then that. Um, but also that he lost to the number five contender. So there's no way that you can talk about him versus RDA anytime soon. Especially, okay, you got your opportunity to have an outside-your-own-neighborhood match. Get back in your own lane. Mm -hmm. Do your obligation as a champion, you know? Yeah. Um, I I think that makes sense. And he wants to fight at 200. So it's all the ducks are lined up right now, unless there's some some other kind of detail or, or something that screws up the conversation to confirm McGregor versus Frankie Edgar mm-hmm. at 200. And, dude, that is a solid... That's not just a title match. That is a solid uh, title match worthy of uh, worthy of being at 200. That's worth main eventing. Before I want to ask you about what's next for Nate Diaz, who probably has the biggest win of his, of his life. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you think about maybe Connor's... I guess comments after his fight, like were you expecting like maybe like a more cockiness or did you like the you know the humbleness of it? Oh, well, also I, too, like uh-huh. what do you think about the comments from Aldo and Rafael dos Anjos after? You're gonna have to speak to that because I didn't look up what either of those guys. Pretty said. much, they pretty much said like, oh, I mean, excuse my language, I'm, I don't really like to cuss on this show, but pretty much called him like a pussy. Right. Yeah. Um, or they both called, but they, they both called him that. Where it's like, oh. You know, who, who's the pussy now or something like that, you know? Nah, they're just going into work mode. Screw that. I mean, but Connor, Connor responded. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. I mean, he pretty much said, and I, I want to kind of read off what he put on his Instagram and, and, and Facebook. He put, I stormed in and put it all on the line. I took a shot and missed. I will never apologize for taking a shot. Shit happens. I'll take this loss like a man. I will not shy away from it. I will n- it will not change who I am. If another champion goes up two weights, let me know. If you're tired of me making money, take a nap. I'll still be here when you wake up with the highest... Um, I will still wake up when you wake up with the highest PPV or pay-per-view and the gate. So talking multi sevens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I'll eat it all and come back. Aldo, you are a pussy. Dos Anjos, you are a pussy. When the history books are written, I showed up. You showed up on Twitter. To the mm-hmm. fans, never, ever shy away from challenges. So, like, I, I, like, I don't lose respect for Aldo or Dos Anjos, but, like, at the same time, he showed up. And, and I, I want to talk about this real quick is that fact that I like to think that the option for not fighting on the card was there because they still had a very viable championship match. We've seen guys 
the option for McGregor not fighting on the card? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they were like, "Well, do you want to fight on the card?" I'm sure they define there because there's different levels. I'm sure they asked him if he still wants to fight on the card, and and I'm sure it, they just asked him, and he just probably said like, "Absolutely." I think that all three of them, three or four, since it's a. Uh, well, four or five. Sean Shelby takes care of, I think, 145 and below, mm-hmm. and then Joe Silva, 155 and above. Mm-hmm. But Dana, Lorenzo, Joe Silva, Sean Shelby, um, and, and Connor and his team, all of those guys mm-hmm. looked at each other and said, yeah, of course we're fighting on no, this. of course. Go I just think the question was, but we look at that and look at what he did, what Connor McGregor did, and you look at somebody like John Jones, who was supposed to fight Dan Henderson at UFC 151, right. okay. to the point where that event got canceled. Mm-hmm. It got canceled all because of that yeah. one fight, and they offered him a fight, and well, it got canceled because he said no. Maybe maybe McGregor can call John Jones a pussy, viably so. I don't know. I mean, I mean, do, I think do you, he can. <laughs> do you still kind of respect Connor from that? Like, do you lose respect as far as? Not, I, I mean, we always respect him, of course, of course. You know, I but. don't lose any respect for Connor. I did expect him to be humble and mm-hmm. gracious in defeat. Didn't surprise me at all. That's what you do. When you talk that much shit, when you're that big um, in in pushing yourself, you have to know when to pull back. Mm-hmm. That's the sign of somebody, uh, or that's a trait of somebody that know, knows when to hold them, or knows when to hold them, and knows when to fold them. Mm-hmm. You know, proverbially speaking, obviously, um, he got beat. There's no arguing it, and so the easiest way to move forward from that is to just say, "Yeah, I got beat. I will learn from it. Not mm-hmm. make." He didn't make any any uh, excuses. Showed up at the press conference too. A lot exactly. Of people, and all the people don't show up at the press conference when that yeah. happens to them. That was an impressive press conference mm-hmm. in that so many of the the winners and losers did show up. Holly was there. Mm-hmm. Um, McGregor, like you said, and they were open in speaking. Holly, good God, I mean, she was. My heart breaks for her. She was going to break into tears any moment, every moment. I was expecting a, a Cormier from her. In what Cor- way? Because Cormier was flat out crying at the press conference. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but it was it was nice to see all of that. Um, the show ended very nicely, yeah. and having all of those people uh, on the dais there. Um, but it doesn't surprise me at all that mm-hmm. it's the same thing with um, Bisping when we spoke last week mm-hmm. about um, you know kind of the British style is to be very. Um, or a British sarcasm. Yeah, I'll say, I wouldn't say it's a British style overall, but the British brand of sarcasm, very dry, mm-hmm. very cutting and coarse, but they also, that, that same character uh, has a certain couth and, um, what do you want to call it, um, civility or professionalism, so that when they get beat, they step back and mm-hmm. they give credit where credit's due. That's what we saw with Connor, and, um, and, and I think that that's... Um, I think that's also kind of inherent, honestly, mm-hmm. between Connor, all, all many great fighters, or, or I'll even say martial artists. It's kind of the tenet of martial arts, mm-hmm. not the shit talking part necessarily, but the humility in defeat. You see that even with the Diaz brothers. Well, I mean, with that said, I did like the respect shown, you know, mm-hmm. after the fight. You would have never thought. I mean, obviously, as as true MMA fans, we see a lot of these. I don't want to say like hatred, but just kind of like you were like, oh, they're never gonna, you know, uh, give props to each other after the fight. I, and, and, I always expect that, though. No, I, I expect yeah. that kind of professionalism exactly. from the Me Diaz too, brothers. Yeah. Talk about even Nate. Go back to um, Nate and Frank Shamrock. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Nick. Excuse me. How much did they hate each other in that buildup, you know? And then Nick put it on Frank for, what, five, four or five rounds? Mm-hmm. Picked him up and said, 
in the match, and then he said, "Get up, you're a legend." Yeah, you know, they. I, I think is like it doesn't surprise me anymore to see that kind of yeah the, the build up, and then you know, obviously the the no the kind of leaving it all in the cage. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and once the cage is over, you know, give each other the props, and you know, you know what's funny is that people see that. And uh, this is what's great about it. Is people see that and automatically assume, okay, these guys now are friends or they're at least professionally mm-hmm. recognizing each other on a professional standard. That doesn't mean that you can't hate the guy afterwards, yeah. you know? You just kicked my ass. I will shake your hand. You kicked my ass. There's no way of arguing it. We got it, you know, cameras all over. Mm-hmm. Everyone saw it. Um, but you still suck. Yeah. I still want to pee on your grave, you mm-hmm. know? Um those two things can coexist, guys, you know? But what I was going to say, for as misunderstood or as wild and crazy as the Diaz brothers are, because mm-hmm. they say some wild shit that only half the people can understand, the other half uh, just, or we all just kind of assume that they're crazy. I think they are martial artists in that uh, in that spirit, in that character, character mm-hmm. of, um, of recognizing your opponent once it's all said and done yeah. with. Um, and I, they probably, I don't think that they necessarily get enough credit for that yeah. because they're otherwise so wild and crazy. But um, there is that, you yeah, know? I agree. Before we move on to the next fight, what do you think is next for Nate Diaz? Nate should get, let's look at our rankings here. I would be okay with a, uh, with a title shot. We're, uh, let's see, Eddie Alvarez is not booked yet, correct? Correct. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov and Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. That's in April. Anthony Pettis, um, he's sitting out right now, right? He's not booked yet, I don't think. Oh, no, no, he did. He is booked. Wait a second. Oh, no, wait, he's fighting... Uh, Let's look to... This was another part of the conversation. Where Barbo- the he's fighting Edson Barboza. Edson Barboza, just announced, yes. UFC Unstoppable campaign. Um, Eddie Alvarez, or... You know what? Here's the argument. Eddie Alvarez is a number one contender. Nate versus Eddie is a fantastic fight. Because, I mean, even so, Rafael Dos Anjos, when is he going to be back? Right. Well, yeah, good point. Yeah, we don't know... Um, although let's assume that it's, he's not going to be gone for too long. Now, here's the other argument, though. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos, Nate Diaz, uh, RDA beat Nate, right? Mm-hmm. But Nate just beat the guy, just finished the guy that RDA was supposed to fight. So by MMA math, yeah. boom. That is. I mean, the- yeah, to me it doesn't matter what division it's in. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it's shown that you can be successful in one division and get right. a title shot in another division. Right. So the fact that this was at welterweight, he beat the featherweight champion, yeah, I, I completely agree as far as... If, if Rafael Dos Anjos isn't ready, obviously Nate Diaz got the big payday. Maybe maybe he wants to relax a little bit. Yeah. I know he uh, his purse was 500000 Right. Got an extra 100000 I'm sure he's still going to get a lot more. Is it hundred um, or fifty? Oh yeah, because fifty. And he's got two he got the fight tonight and the performance. Yeah, yeah. I, I know he's walking with a lot more than six hundred thousand. <laughs> um, he just has to like. How do you main how do you event non title match for Reebok with, with sponsorship? The sponsorships and what was that forty thousand? Some I of the maybe some of the maybe thirty as well. Yeah, yeah. I know he's he should at least walk hope, home. He'll go back to Stockton with at least a million. Let's hope that Metal Militia is taking care of Nate there. Yeah. Huh? So it should be fun. Interesting. Uh, mm. There interesting. were some people real quick. Some people talking about. Uh, Nate versus Robbie Lawler. Some people just talking about it last night mm-hmm. on either on the internet or wherever. What I did. Do you, what do you I think did of that find one? it. I did find it a little weird that the only championship um, that really wasn't showcased on that press conference was the welterweight championship. Mm-hmm. And my 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 thoughts was, are they waiting for Connor to to, to win for them mm. maybe to announce that at UFC 200? So yeah. I thought that was a little weird. But I, Dana did I, say I, something. I wouldn't want to see Diaz versus Lawler. 
Yeah, I, I don't think there's a need for that, especially given how many killers there are at 170. Mm-hmm. And you know, don't th- do that. I still think Woodley would <laughs> deserve that shot. I agree with you. I'm on board with that. I'm checking in here again with the chat room. Um, looks like Joe Boza and Lita Fan for Life are going at it here. Uh, <laughs> DJ Cast just joined in here. Um, they're still on the uh, talking. Oh, and Milton Forrester. How do you think, based on how he talked, he had to show up? Uh, he may be in conversation here with um, uh, with Joe Boza and Lita Fan, Lita fan mm-hmm. for Life. They're talking about Holly and Misha. Yeah. Um, Joe Boza says here, mm-hmm. Holly stepped up to face Misha. She will always be a champion in my eyes. She knew that this was her first, mm-hmm. fourth UFC fight. She will be okay. Go back to the board and improve on it. Yeah. Um, I agree with well, that. Let's talk about that fight. Let's talk yeah. about the championship fight for the women's bantamweight uh, championship. Holly Holm just came off a... Uh, victory of her life against uh, Ronda Rousey, against Misha Tate, who was ranked number two. Um, anything, I mean, were you predicting that that outcome? Or no. maybe, maybe that winner? Uh, no. My predictions were that McGregor was going to, uh, was going to, was going to, I don't know if he was going to finish, but he was going to put it on uh, Diaz. I thought he was going to outstrike Diaz uh, and that Holly would, uh, Holly would have Misha's number mm-hmm. and that Misha would not be able to, mm-hmm. to kind of get in their groove and really put much of an offense. Happy to be wrong because it makes the sport exciting. Absolutely. Um, Misha did a fantastic job and came in with just a different strategy. She fought her game, didn't fall into fighting, um, kind of getting overexcited mm-hmm. to, to defeat Holly. Misha fought Misha's fight, mm-hmm. and it certainly paid off. Um, fascinating scorecard. It's it's out there. You guys should Google it. Um, obviously, Misha finishing... Uh, Holly by rear naked choke towards the end of the uh, what was it the fifth round three thirty of the fifth so you know we got our money's worth on that mm-hmm. one um, what was the uh, how did you score it I scored it exactly how the judges did okay all right and, and had had Misha would have won that fight I really it would have been a draw and let's talk about officially the too not even my opinion that's right. what the judges said agree they yeah. scored the it second was... round and rightfully so a ten eight for right. for Misha. I um so round one was correct me if I'm wrong on this but round one was uh, Holly yeah. round three was Holly round two was a ten eight for Misha mm-hmm. round four was Holly mm-hmm. so it's tie going, and I think no it's Misha's down one one point yeah. going into the fifth and I think had that fight would have gone to decision I think Holly did enough work mm-hmm. for it to be a ten nine for Misha and not another ten eight so like I said Misha was coming from behind It'd be a ten nine for Misha so you you think that it would have been a like, uh, had she would have maybe tie. not tapped and maybe found a way to not, obviously, stay in the fight, but right. still be on the defensive, obviously, would have went to Misha. I realized that round two was super... Uh, Misha absolutely won it with that takedown mm-hmm. and rear naked choke towards the end. I gave it a 10-9. Um, but... Uh, Every judge scored it a 10-8. Yeah, well... Uh-huh. I uh, we, there's been many instances where fans and and people in the media disagree with the judges. This is and I'm not those, saying I'm right per Misha, se. This is one of those stories too where Misha Tate. I mean, a lot of people counted her out. I mean, she was mm-hmm. the thoughts of retiring um, not too long ago. I yeah, mean, she was. I mean, she's been she's a veteran in the, in, in the sport too. She's, but I don't think that was a real retirement. Oh yeah, I mean, the thought of it was there. It it was more of career glass ceiling retirement. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to do right now, mm-hmm. so I'm going to retire. It's kind of a, I hate to make the exact correlation, but uh-huh. a Jason Mayhem Miller retirement. Uh-huh. You know, he, he lost and said, I'm going to retire. 
but he could have come back at any point, mm-hmm. you know. And by the same token, I think had Misha declared a retirement, we would have seen her come back as well. I mean, they gave Holly Holm the option too, and kudos for her. They gave her the option to wait it out for Ronda, but Holly's a fighter. A lot of these, a lot of these people, they're fighters. Yes, the paycheck is nice. All of them are fighters. Yeah, but <laughs> they're I mean, fighters, fighter, fighters at heart. Especially I mean, ones not in the US. going to hold off and say, well, right. Ronda's the big money fight. I want to rate for that. No, no, she wanted to fight. And this is only four months after her last fight. Only four months. That's when you do fight. Exactly. But you, you, I mean, compared to maybe some of the other fighters. I think a lot of it was drawn. I, I think a lot of the, the, um, the idea of holding off was the buzz of uh, Rousey Home 2. To me, though, I'm I'm thrilled with the way that this whole thing played out. Mm-hmm. Home Misha or Home Tate was exactly the right match to make, uh, the right time, and obviously we had a fantastic match for it. So mm-hmm. you can't ask for much more there, short of being a Holly fan and wanting Holly to win. Um, which a couple of people I was uh, watching the show with last night, one mm-hmm. of them was just freaking out and, and couldn't wrap her head around the whole thing. It was kind of funny to watch. I mean, it does kind of create this triangle. I mean, obviously for the longest time it was Ronda Rousey and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Now that there's triangle, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this fight in a second too, where um, as opposed to a square, because you know the first night, the first fight of the night was Amanda Nunes against Val- Valentina Shevchenko. Yep. Um, in my opinion, that was just as important of a match. Mm-hmm. As opposed to maybe any other matches in terms of that division, you have number four Amanda Nunes who 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 looks great most of the times, but I thought she didn't look that great, mm-hmm. which which is why she shouldn't be involved in that UFC bantamweight championship just yet. Mm-hmm. It stays Holly uh, home, Holly home, uh, home uh, Rousey and Tate. So yes and no, and I was talking with Joe Bozo about this just before we went on in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the effort of avoiding bottleneck mm-hmm. of the whole of that uh, weight class and the, ch- the title shot, um, then you can have uh, Amanda Nunes in the mix mm-hmm. and Kat Zingano as well. Now, their name is not going to mean anywhere near anything what these top three are, mm-hmm. Holm, Tate, and Rousey. But there was a time that Holm didn't make a difference in mm-hmm. terms of pay-per-view either. You mm-hmm. know? And, and who knows that she did? I think this whole thing was drawn specifically with McGregor and then got an extra boost with Diaz. Mm-hmm. You know, um, But... This is a step in the right direction of building home as a um, as having as being value added to a mm-hmm. pay per view, um, and Misha as well. Mm-hmm. That match built up both of their um, their net worth, mm-hmm. you know, for pay per view. That is so, but and you have to keep doing that, you know. Um, otherwise, otherwise your your division or your talent roster um, gets stale. I mean, so who's next? We for see Misha that Tate? we see that in pro wrestling. So who's know? next for Misha Tate? Next for me, well, I totally well, agree in put, booking Ronda. Let's mm-hmm. assume that Ronda is ready, wants to come back. I, I think you absolutely, for the sake of money, and I can make an argument for credibility. Uh, Ronda, uh, Ronda and Misha three, as it's her, uh, her Misha's first title defense. Okay, mm-hmm. because you've got now Ronda, who whether you like her or hate her, and there's a lot of people that hate her but actually really do like her. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's a draw. Still, let's not make any bones about that. Um, now her arch nemesis has that thing that is hers that everybody for years has thought is hers is Rhonda. It's Rhonda's belt still, even though she lost it fair and square, mm-hmm. and now Holly lost it. It's Misha's belt, but a lot of people still think it's Rhonda's belt. Okay, so Rhonda is now going. It's a new twist on an old tale that we know fans 
do like and want to see. Even though the chat room and the internet may say, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Yes, you do. You didn't want to see Kimbo versus Dada, but you tuned in. So don't tell me about that, okay? I mean, I, I, depending on when Ronda's going to come back, I think October, November, I mean, I don't see why they can't do a rematch at UFC 200. Agreed. Depending on when Ronda comes back. Um, for some reason, I heard the uh, buzz about August. I heard, I heard October slash November. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so maybe Misha wants to uh, um, wants to defend beforehand. In which case, yeah, possibly home. That that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Um, not not for the sake of having a rematch. I just think that Holly Holm is the best contender that's ready for that time. That said, um, Zingano or Nunes are. But Zingano they, hasn't fought since she lost. There. Okay, yeah, yeah. No. I'm just I'm thinking about the rankings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so maybe Nunez. Maybe Holly is not ready for whenever Misha wants to defend. Mm. And maybe UFC wants more than one title match on 200. I'm sure they do. Yeah. You know. So if you've got nothing else, then possibly you stick on uh, Misha as a title defense there. In which case, by default. If everybody else is unavailable, you're looking at Amanda Nunes, and that may not tap, you know, get everybody's toes tapping. But it's a title match; it's one with a top five contender, and you know that's what you do. Now, then again, maybe you got Robbie Lawler in the mix. Maybe you got a, a Robbie Lawler title defense for July, and then you hold off on Misha for another pay per view. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Come to think of it. Because Robbie Lawler's title defense definitely will mean more than Misha Tate's. Mm-hmm. I hate to make a judgment. Uh, I'm making that judgment call there. Um, Put Robbie Lawler as the main event of another pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and then you got Connor defending against Edgar and Misha Tate. You continue to build up the women's division there. Mm-hmm. You know, granted by by attracting eyeballs by default with the Conor McGregor factor, but there you go. Yeah, we got to start wrapping up soon. But yeah. uh, just to go over some of the other fights real quick, we had Ilir Latifi beat John Viante. Uh, Latifi looked good. Corey Anderson defeated Tom Lawler. I thought that fight was boring, to be honest with you. What do mm-hmm. you think, real quick? Um, yeah, well, both of those matches did not, uh, I mean, they, they were kind of part of the problem even more when, than anything else. Even when the guy who won was like, I didn't think I won that first round. I don't know how I got 32 <laughs> and 7. Uh, prelim, C.R. Bahadurzada defeating Brandon Thatch with, his sweet, with yeah. the sweet submission choke. Nordin Tlaib knocking out Eric Silva after uh, trying to, I don't know if you remember that little, hey, uh, touch my fist and I'm going to punch you with it. Right, yeah. And then, so it's kind of cool seeing uh, Tlaib knock him out just like that. Vitor Miranda, as mentioned earlier, looked great against Marcelo Gumaris. Uh Darren Elkins defeating, uh, defeating Chas Skelly. I thought that, that was a good fight. Mm-hmm. Diego Sanchez, of course, defeating D- D- uh, Jim Miller. I thought that was a fun fight to watch. Jason Sago defeating Justin Salas. And Terudo Ishihara versus D- Julian Irosa. That's my a, man there. A sweet a knockout from uh, Ishihara. Terudo Ishihara. Hashtag. Uh, what was it? I love my bitches. Was that his, I love you, my bitches. Teruto Ishihara, um, he was the one of the co-finalists in uh, UFC Road to Japan. Just uh, was it summertime or fall mm-hmm. over last year? Um, this guy is is fascinating to watch. I don't know how much he's going to really get over with American audiences, although I think that he can. Um, but he's definitely one for the UFC to keep in uh, for for the Asian market as they continue to do more shows over there and expand. Mm-hmm. Um, he won by uh, KO. In the second round, early in the second round, over Juicy J from uh, Tough Twenty Two, uh, the most recent season. Um, this guy is just very um, flashy style, um, very engaging, charismatic. Um, <laughs> again, I love you, my bitches. I don't know how much that goes over really with the uh, PC American crowds, but um, I do think that it's one of those things that sticks in your head. Um, 
he's a fun guy to watch. Um, as I was saying, finalist, uh, co-finalist on uh, Road to UFC Road to Japan. That match was a draw, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, against ten, ten round, I'm really. blanking on his opponent, but they I think they both got contracts. Obviously, uh, Ishihara did. Um, nickname is uh, Yabusho, I believe it is. Yashabo. Yashabo. So, guys, here's my uh, challenge for everybody watching or listening. Um, obviously, you know how to reach us, George and I. Yashabo, somebody with Japanese linguistic skills. What does that mean? I am very curious about that. Get me an answer, and first one to get me an answer, I will send you a University of MMA t-shirt. How about that? I haven't done that That's in a while. awesome. We're going to be wrapping up in the next 45 seconds. But before <laughs> we give ourselves our Twitter handle, there was a big UFC Unstoppable campaign that kicked off all these you know, events oh, yeah, from April to, well. June, April to June. <laughs> um, I mean, just going over some of the fights. Can't, we don't have time to go over, over every single fight, but what are some of the fights that you're looking forward to in those next few months? Dude. And we'll talk about it a lot more in detail the next time we're here in two the, weeks. The big one I think that they announced was uh, Dominic Cruz and Uriah Faber 3, mm-hmm. which is going to be June 4th. UFC 199. Uh, it's the co-main of Rockhold and Weidman 2. Los Angeles. Blah, blah. Here in Los Angeles at, at the, forum. the Forum, the new renovated Which, forum. Which, by the way, do you know the Forum is owned by Madison Square Garden? I didn't realize that. Hmm. No. Uh, now if, now if it is. Obviously, it okay. used to be the Great Western Forum, but now it's just the Forum, but it's owned by MSG. I feel that that's going to be, uh, it's pretty straightforward with Cruz winning that, mm-hmm. possibly by decision. But um, the build-up to that is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Demi- um, Demetrius Johnson and Henry Cejudo. I know I've got a. Uh, I'm kind of biased to DJ, but I'm very curious. I think that Cejudo mm-hmm. is uh, is the biggest challenge to DJ mm-hmm. thus far. I agree. Uh, DC and John Jones. Obviously, that's going to be a lot of fun. The biggest card right now, though, up uh, top to bottom, still is UFC, UFC on, on Fox. Fox. 19. Yep. Ner- Khabib. Nurmagomedov we'll, versus Tony Ferguson. We'll talk about it a little bit more next time we're here in two weeks when we cover mm-hmm. Mark Hunt versus Frank Mir. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, where can they find you? They can find me sometimes in the chat room when we're live. Giving a uh, blow up here to uh, Lego Masters twenty five nine forty one. Lead a fan for life, Tiani Foster. Looks like it was a great conversation. Big up to DJ Cast. And then our main cornerman, Joe Boza. Meanwhile, I'm all over the internet elsewhere at JTAN716. You can follow me. And by the way, keep this conversation going. Hashtag ABTVUFC. Keep the conversation going at any time. Hit us up. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Snapchat, um, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. G Hermosa, G H E R M O Z A. The UFC paper, uh, the UFC video game comes out on a. Two weeks, I think. March yeah. March 15th, I think, comes out. And I will be getting it. So if anybody wants a piece of this, just bring it. <laughs> PlayStation Network, G Hermosa, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. What does Yashabo mean? I want to know. And mom, doesn't count for you. Thank you so much for watching us. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for even... Even if you're not watching and listening to us, just thank you in general. Yeah, just sure. Thank you. That. We'll see you guys later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. We will buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.